All right, welcome to another episode. Today, I'm going to be talking about walking your dog and how that is not suitable exercise. Now, it is it is a bit of a contradiction to what a lot of people think, but I'll explain why walking your dog is not suitable exercise. Okay, if you think if you think about the average uh, dog owner, the average dog owner has that priority of I need to walk my dog, and they feel guilty if they don't walk their dogs. So I'm gonna I'm gonna really go into detail about this, and you're going to see why I'm saying this. A lot of dog owners they prioritize that they want to walk their dog. We've we've heard uh, we've heard a a, a particular celebrity, you know, I'm going to say his name, Cesar Milan, really get into the into the ears of the public, right? I mean, the impact he's made for for uh, for better or worse, regardless of how you feel about him, it's been very noticeable. Everybody knows his name, Cesar Milan, everybody knows his name. And a lot of dog owners are very familiar with him. And one of the biggest things that he always preached was walk your dog. And so it kind of stayed. It, it kind of lingered. And even to this day, right, th- this message went into the ears of many dog trainers. And many dog trainers today preach this walk your dog. I'm not anti-walking your dog. Okay, I just want to see it for what it is, and I'm going to explain in this episode in a way that will make sense to you as well. If you if you have heard this, whether you're a dog trainer and this is what you tell your clients, or you're a dog owner and this is what you've been told, you have to realize that there are some flaws to it and if you have not realized it yet because you know you've heard the message so much that you think to yourself well if everybody's saying it it can't be wrong but you need to question it you need to question it and go is it the right thing to do and and here is why here's why i think you need to look at this now keep in mind i'm going to reiterate i'm not against walking your dogs okay you walk your dog if that's if that's the the thing that you love and your dog loves it definitely go for it i'm not against it but we need to really dissect it a little bit more and here's what i'm going to do when you look at walking your dog as exercise which is what a lot of people think okay i've had People that have called me about training and some of the biggest issues they have is the dog doesn't walk on a leash. Right? The dog lunges at dogs or people on a leash. And so the the problem they want to address is how do we stop that? And as as you start asking about this, as you start questioning and trying to get details on how the problem arises you're going to you're going to see you're going to hear a couple of a couple of flaws that surround this this activity okay one 
is the owner will look at this as suitable exercise. And they will look at walking as this is the thing that I have to do. They might not even know why, but they, they're, they're convinced this is the thing that I have to do. You have to walk your dog. You think, you think to yourself, right, I have to walk him as, because that's how he does exercise. That's, how, that's the exercise that he gets. And now let's look at a why that's a problem from the exercise perspective. You have two legs. Your dog has four. Okay? So a walk for you is might be exercise for you, but it is definitely not suitable exercise for your four-legged dog who could outpace you if they walked at their normal pace. Okay, even if you say, well, I walk him around the block three times and I walk him for like half an hour. Yes, the dog will will have done a level of exercise and a level of activity after walking for half an hour. I completely agree. But if you look at this as exercise, okay, even if you walk him every day, for half an hour, it won't take long before the dog adapts to that load. Okay, the dog will adapt to the 30-minute walk, and you're still thinking this is their exercise. I want you to imagine, I made this analogy with a client recently. I want you to imagine Michael Jordan, or pick any athlete, any competitive athlete, okay? Uh anybody any athlete any sport right let let's think of michael jordan right this is this is the the one of the biggest icons of sports and athleticism michael jordan in his prime okay michael jordan in his prime not today but in his prime when he was in his in his 20s or so imagine michael jordan okay this this just crazy, insane, um, very determined, very determined, very, um, very athletic and very intense athlete. Imagine in his prime, if you told him, hey, Michael Jordan, you ready for your daily exercise? We're going to walk around the block a few times. That's all you get. That, that doesn't make sense, right? Imagine if you told him that any athlete that you can think of, you go, hey, we're going to go for a daily walk around the block. Now, I'm being generous with 30 minutes. A lot of people don't even walk their dogs 30 minutes. And I'm being generous when I say daily. But I want you to imagine that, an athlete, okay? Let's leave the athlete aside. Imagine yourself when you were a teenager, you were a, a young boy, young girl, depending on, on your level of athleticism, depending on how you were raised, imagine a, a kid, a young kid, excited to be alive, happy to be alive kid. And you tell him, we're just going to go for a walk around the block 
once a day. And, you know, we'll do it five times a day or, you know, what the heck, we'll do it every day. Can you imagine telling a young kid, a five-year-old, an eight-year-old, very excited to be alive, very athletic. They like, they like to climb on trees, right? They're not medicated because they have, you know, whatever issue that they were diagnosed with because they're restless, because every kid is like that. Imagine telling that kid, you're just going for a walk. Now, it doesn't make sense in the example of the athlete. It doesn't make sense in the example of the young kid who's excited to be alive. Why does it make sense with a dog? When they're basically the combination of those two. They're like impulsive little kids, and they're athletic, very athletic at the same time. Now, I know not every dog is the same. There are some dogs that are very happy to spend most of the day laying around, hanging out, and maybe occasionally coming out. But but that's not the majority of dogs. Now, imagine saying that to your dog and going, that is your exercise. Well, that's exactly what a lot of people do. That's exactly how a lot of people view walking. And this is exactly what a lot of people are told. This is what a lot of dog trainers tell their clients. This is what people are convinced is suitable. So from the exercise standpoint, it doesn't make sense. That cannot be the only exercise they get. All right, so f- I'm, not, I'm not talking about, well, what would you do? Right? I'm not talking about, well, what's a better alternative? Just, just look at walking your dog just from the exercise standpoint. And you'll notice there are some holes there. Okay, now let's look at walking your dog from a, from a different angle, not exercise. Let's say, you know, you want your dog to, uh, you know, you want to, to do the pack walk, right? It's another thing that people were brainwashed into believing. Oh, you do the walk so that, you know, you get closer together and you're, and you're you know, and, and it's an exercise that, that you two are involved in. Okay, not looking at it from the exercise perspective. Let's look at it from a different perspective now. And I will still show you that there are holes here as well. A lot of people that walk their dogs are primarily people who live closer to the city, right? People in the country don't walk their dogs. That's how it is. People in the country, I live in the country and I have neighbors that have their dogs. And yes, the argument is, well, people in the country have more land, you know, such, such and such and such, right? So on and so forth. I get it. It's understandable, and we go, well, people in the city don't have that, so they have to have some sort of exercise. They have to have some sort of activity. But again, aside from that, just look at the activity for itself, and let's find what is happening here. The people who are walking their dogs, the people who prioritize walking their dogs, and they go, I have to walk my dog, what's happening there? Again, you have two legs. They have four legs. And you're taking them on leash, typically. You know, I, I'm not. I don't even care if they're trained or not. Just fill in the blanks. Whatever your scenario or your average client scenario is, you're walking them. Okay, you have two legs. They have four legs. Your dog has the ability to probably walk faster, even if they walk at their own pace. They could probably walk faster than you. But what are you doing? 
you're telling them, look at all this world that you can't have. Look at all this room that you can't run in. You're taking them on a leash, walking at a very slow pace. They're seeing all these things that they want to investigate and explore, right? And you're telling them you can't do that. Look at all this space that you can't have. So what happens here? Well, naturally, the dogs want to pull because they're like, oh, my God, look at all this space. And you're telling them, no, you can't have that. It's like you're dangling a piece of candy in front of a, in front of a child's face. And you're telling them, no, 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 you can't have that. But I'm going to put it right here in front of you. And they're drooling. They're excited. And, you're like, and they're, they're, they're really wanting. You're like, no, 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 you can't have it. The piece of candy is right here. We just can't have it. Look at, look at this nice piece of candy, but you just can't have it. That's pretty much what you're doing with the dog when you're walking them. You're telling them, look at all this space that you just can't have. I know right about now, whoever's listening, you're either having a couple of, of, uh, a couple of experiences at the moment. You're either starting to see my point or you're getting defensive in your thinking. Those are one of the two options, one of the two things that are happening right now. You're either starting to see my point because it makes sense or you're starting to come up with arguments in your head to justify why that's not the case, to, to try to argue for your, uh, for your, uh, for your uh, belief. You're trying to really go, well, no, that's, that's why we have training and it is better than nothing. And, and walking is better exercise than not doing anything. I know that that's what you're doing. You're having one of these two responses. You're either starting to see my point or you're starting to come up with arguments to justify your view, which is understandable. I get it. Okay. But just, just hang tight because, I, again, I'm not all anti-walking. Towards the end, I am going to tell you, obviously, the benefits of it. Okay. I'm not... I'm not against walking your dog, but I am against just taking information just because somebody said the information. You shouldn't just take information and, and not make it mess, make sense to you. And that's what I'm doing. A lot of people don't even think about this. They're like, oh, well, well you have to walk your dog. That's what everybody says. Nobody thinks about this. So I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm putting it, I'm laying it out in front of you. So that you can see for yourself and you can maybe strategize your walks a little bit better. But going back to walking as an activity, not exercise, but as an activity. Do you see what's happening there? You're, you're dangling all the space and all the smell in front of an animal that is very curious, that loves to use their nose, that loves to investigate and loves to run. And you're telling them you can't do any of those things. So naturally what happens, they get frustrated, they pull, they get reactive, they see a dog, they see a person, they go, oh my God, look, there is more, and they can't even do anything about it, right? So that's a problem, right? That's obviously not the best activity. And even if your dog is trained, like I've seen trained dogs, very well-trained dogs, 
yes, look, they'll give you an attention heel for a little bit if they're really well trained and they'll walk really nicely. But even even if they're really well trained, you take them for a walk for one or two blocks, you take them for a walk for more than 10 minutes, you're pushing 15, 20 minutes, they're not going to give you an attention heel for the entire 20 minutes. Okay, they're going to start looking around. They're going to start going, oh my God, I think I caught a whiff of something interesting. And what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to rely on some sort of compulsion. You're going to have to rely on some sort of pressure to let them know, no, 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 don't do that. So it inevitably reverts back to that, to you can't have this space, right? So train, training or not training, it doesn't make a difference you're still dangling something in front of their face and you're telling them you cannot have it. All right, hang tight. I got, uh, for for all you pro dog walking, I, I, I have some good, good information that will, that will justify the walking, okay? I'm, I'm again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying don't walk your dog ever. They're really good ways to do it. But I'm just telling you, look at walking for what it is. It's not the best form of exercise. And as an activity, just to have an activity with your dog, it kind of sucks as an activity just to have an activity with your dog. Because now you're like conflicting with your dog. And now the person that go, well, I will never correct my dog. Right? They're just, I'm just going to train my dog. What are you putting on your dog? You're putting a no pull harness or you're putting a, 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 a head harness, like a gentle leader or a halty. You're essentially doing the same thing. You're relying on some sort of compulsion to let the dog know you cannot have all the space that is dangling in front of you. So, again, as an activity by itself, you're frustrating this dog. Okay, regardless of how much training there is, regardless of of um, of how uh, you know how how docile the dog is. Again, there might be a dog here and there that really would prefer to stay with you the entire time because maybe they're not that confident going out there. So they're like, "Look, I'm pretty happy being right next to you." Yes, there are some dogs like that, but again, that's not that's not the majority of the dogs. That's not a lot of the dogs. So that's why. I think the whole walking your dog should be reevaluated. It should be it should be looked at as no, it's not the best form of exercise, okay? Now, I will say it is better than nothing. If your dog doesn't do anything all day, by all means, definitely walk your dog. Okay? Uh but there are things you can do. Here 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 are some proper forms of exercise what is exercise exercise is anything that elevates your heart rate right if it makes you work it's exercise so if it makes you move if it makes you work it it's exercise you're exercising right if if your heart rate is is um is increasing it then yes you're actually working a lot of times walking is just not enough so to me, when somebody asks me, "Well, how do I how do I exercise my dog?" I'm I'm pretty, you know, there is no no crazy uh, answer to that. It's just, hey, th- does your dog like to play with a ball? Yes. Okay. Then then play fetch with the dog. Well, he doesn't bring the ball back. Okay. Now this is where training comes in. 
Okay, I have a video on my YouTube channel where I go over how to teach your dog to bring the ball back. It's a very descriptive video. So make sure you check it out. I'll try to put it in the description here. But does your dog like to play ball? Have him run, like actually run if you have space. Well, I don't have that much space to, to throw a, dog, a ball for my dog. Okay, does your dog like to play tug? Yeah, okay, perfect. Play tug with your dog, right? That's a form of exercise. They're actually pulling. They're, they're grabbing. They're pulling. They're thrashing, right? I, I don't care if they're pulling or pushing. Look, we're not talking about bite work here. I'm just talking about pure exercise. So the answer is there, there are other things that you can do that don't involve frustrating your dog for 15 minutes with very little exercise in return. Now, if you go, well, not every dog is like that. Not every dog wants to chase the ball. Not every dog wants to play tug. And not everybody has um, a, um, you know, a yard. Some people live in an apartment. I understand. Okay, I, I understand. Here's what I would do, and this is what I've told people to do. Get a treadmill for your dog. Now, you might be thinking, well, that is stupid. You know, you're getting a treadmill for the dog. They're basically just walking. Let me, let me push that a little bit more. Let me go into it a little bit more detail so you can see my point. Get them a treadmill made for dogs, not for humans, unless you have a small dog. Human treadmills are typically not long enough to accommodate the stride of a dog. But if you get a treadmill made for dogs, now there's a couple of options. You can get an electronic treadmill. Uh, you can get a manual treadmill like a slat mill or a, or a carpet mill. Okay, those are manual. Or again, like I said, you could get an electric treadmill. But here's what happens with the treadmills, right? They're not. They're, you're not dangling the world in front of them. You can adjust their pace electronically. You can adjust their pace. You can make them walk faster. If you get a manual treadmill, like a slat mill or a carpet mill, they typically have a, an option for an angle. So you can make them work hard. Uh, they can control the speed and they can control when to stop. But, but it's exercise. They're actually exercising. They're exercising without the world being dangled in front of them, without that piece of candy being dangled in front of them and saying you can't have it. And they're focused just on exercise. You don't have to worry about using compulsion to keep them next to you. They're actually exercising. That is pure exercise. Not a walk, not training, but they're actually exercising. So that alone is already way better than you walking your dog every day, you know, for like 15 minutes or whatever, however long your walk is. That is already way better because it is pure exercise and you don't have to worry about keeping up with them. I mean, can you imagine just going on a constant run with your dog? Some people go, well, I'll run with my dog. Okay, if you do that, that's great. But again, it is, it is better exercise if you're running with your dog, but are you running like the entire time? Right? Is your dog like able to have the freedom to pull a little bit and go and just enjoy the run? If the answer is yes, then that is good exercise. But a lot of people don't do that. So I'm assuming that you, okay, are probably not doing that. 
some of you are, but I'm assuming that the majority of the listeners are probably not doing that. And if you're a dog trainer, your clients are probably not doing that. Okay, but the treadmill addresses that. You can run like pure exercise. The world is not being dangled in front of you where you're just faced with temptation after temptation with every step. You're just pure, pure exercise. Right now, once I exercise the dog, whether it's through uh, through playing fetch, playing tug, or the treadmill, okay, then I can say, look, if I still want to walk you, we'll walk, but that's not the exercise. You know what I mean? Like we took care of your exercise needs. We play, we play fetch a few times a day. We play tug, put you on the treadmill. Now the pressure of the walk being exercise is not there. We're just going for a walk because maybe we're training. Maybe we just want to spend time together, okay? But the walk now is not your form of exercise. You gave your dog something else to do that was physically taxing for your dog. It raised their heart rate. And it was pure exercise. Now, if you're thinking, well, come on, like you really are going to ask people to spend money? Look, these these treadmills, they're not that expensive. They range from like $500 to, yes, yeah, some of the very expensive manual treadmills can be like $5,000. And every, and there's a bunch in between. Okay, But you you could get a treadmill, an electronic treadmill for your dog for like $500. And if you're thinking, well, come on, like, do I really have to get that? That's ridiculous. You have a dog. You're going to be spending money on your dog. You're going to be spending money on your dog. So $500 is really not a whole lot of an investment because it will give your dog so much exercise for many years to come. Okay, so this is why, you know, walking your dog is not suitable exercise because people rely on it too much and they don't have suitable forms of exercise for their dogs. So they have this pressure of, oh my God, I got to walk my dog. But you can't do that. You can't just go, you know, most people don't even have every day 30 minutes to walk their dogs. I mean, that alone is already bad exercise anyways, like I mentioned before. But even that people can't even do. So what the average person can do, what, a few times a walk, a few times a week for walking? Is that suitable exercise? No, the dog is going to get bored out of their mind. As they get bored, they're going to get more anxious. They're going to get destructive. You see how everything just, um, you know, compounds, and now you have a dog that has this many issues and this many issues. A lot of people that have problems with their dogs are not properly exercised. They're just bored out of their minds. There's, they sit at home, right? They're trying to find things to do because they're bored. Like imagine having a kid that does not exercise, doesn't get time to do anything. You just put them around and there's a bunch of pencils and your printer and your computer and then a bunch of sheets. What's going to happen? They're going to destroy your your uh, your pencils. They're going to you know they're going to make paper airplanes out of your out of your paper. They're going to push every every key on your keyboard. That's what they're going to do because they're bored out of their mind. So the dog is basically the same thing, right? So that to me needs to be prioritized exercise, but not in walking. Now, as far as now walking as an activity, look, I don't have a problem with walking as an activity. 
right? The best way to walk, assuming my exercise, right, has been addressed, my dog's exercise needs have been taken care of or are being taken care of, and I just want to go for a walk because, yes, walking is a great tool to address obedience, okay? It's a great tool to let him know we're doing something for me, okay? I am going to dangle that candy in front of you, and you cannot have it until you walk politely, then you can have some freedom. That is the best way to do the walk, in my opinion, Okay, I'm going to go, well, heal with me. Okay, do what I'm asking you to do. This does require discipline. It does require focus on your part. But once you give me that, then you can have the candy. Then you can go explore, sniff, be a dog. Now, people might be thinking, well, that doesn't work because of leash loss. Okay, if I live in the city, that's perfectly fine. All I'm going to do is I'm going to go, look, you're going to heal with me. It is going to require focus. You are going to do something you don't want to do because of the concept of discipline. You're going to do something for me. Then you can pull. Okay, you can pull, 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 sniff, pull, 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 piss on that tree, sniff this, sniff that. Or you can do all of those things. Okay, that's going to be like your reward for for walking nicely. Then, right, when we have to walk past these people, you go back into a heel. Right, maybe maybe even before you have to walk for these, you know, through these people, you're gonna get to be a dog. Pull, 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 sniff, piss on that, piss on this, and then we're just gonna go a little bit more healing for a little bit, more healing, more healing, more healing. Okay, you did good. You gave me what I wanted. Now you can pull again. But every time, okay, every time I hear that the walk is like, well, I have to walk my dog, it almost inevitably leads to the dog doing something that the owner does not want. The dog starts pulling. The dog starts, you know, being reactive and all of this and all of that. Well, why is that happening? Is it just because your dog is just not well-trained? Or is it because your dog is does not get any exercise? If your dog is just sitting at home, and even if, the, even if you have a yard, if they come out to the yard and they're just hanging out for a little bit and then they're inside the house, they're not getting exercise. They might look happy. Right? They might look um, like they're doing great, but they're lacking that exercise. They're lacking the running, the sprinting. They're, they're lacking that. They're lacking the using of their bodies because they're not getting that. Right Now this is compounding into, God, I'm restless. I'm bored. I want to do something. Right, You take them out for that walk. Oh, my gosh, there's a dog. I want to pull. Right, So this is what happens when people go, well, I walk him, but you know, I've I've done some training and I've done this, but he still pulls. What else is happening? What's your dog lacking? Okay, and if if the training has happened, and if the, you know, and if the exercise is being addressed, then yes, you can go. Okay, we need to address the walk. Now I'm gonna give you something else too. Look, there are dogs that just don't want to be walked. They really don't. They just don't do well walking. Now, can you hammer the obedience and make them do it right? Yeah, you can. But but if if this is an activity that that you and your dog just you know, it's a struggle 
why invest so much into it just because somebody told you you should just because it's the right thing to do quote unquote if my dog is getting exercise i have six dogs okay four four of them are malin ones i never we never walk them ever 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 they don't get walked okay yes we live in the country we have five acres we do sport work they get plenty of exercise. They get plenty of mental stimulation. They don't need to walk. But even if I lived in the city, they just would not. I wouldn't walk them. Could they do it? Absolutely, they could do it. But would it would it eventually frustrate them? Yeah, it would be more of a battle than anything, right? Could they do it? Absolutely, I know they could do it. But mentally, they'd be like, "Oh my god, I want to do that. Look, I want to check that out," right? If 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 I notice that doing that would be more of a mental struggle for them, why do it? They're going to get their exercise. Yes, they'll get some walks here and there, but it wouldn't be at the core of our relationship. It wouldn't be like I have to walk my dog. I would use the walks as training sessions for sure. I would use the walks, you know, primarily that, just really training sessions, exposure, but it wouldn't be like I have to walk my dog, so I'm going to go take him for a walk around the city and around my neighborhood and around my apartment complex where other people have their loose dogs running all over the freaking place. No, it would be stupid. I'd be like, why put myself and my dog through all of this crap when I don't have to? Okay. Again, as a training session, absolutely. But it wouldn't be a priority. It wouldn't be like I have to walk my dog. It's 3 o'clock. I got home. I have to walk my dog. No, it doesn't. If their exercise and their mental stimulation is being addressed, the walk is just a bonus. Now, uh, how do I address mental exercise? Definitely training, right? Absolutely, training will address their mental exercise. Interactive toys. Okay, look up interactive toys. They address mental exercise. They get mental exercise and physical exercise the walk becomes just a bonus. It doesn't have to be at the center of what you do with your dog, what must be done with your dog. So I just wanted you to think about the walk from a different perspective. Uh, I've had this talk with clients before, and they also get that aha moment. They're like, that makes so much sense. You know, that that makes perfect sense. Yes, it is. it, it is a struggle. You know, even though they're trained, they still want to do it. And... When they tell me, well, that's how they exercise, then we address it. You, the walk is not enough exercise. You have an athlete, especially if you have a working dog. I'm telling you, just a walk is not enough. It doesn't mean that there aren't dogs that enjoy the walk. There certainly are. It doesn't mean that there aren't dogs that maybe for their situation, the walk is great. Uh, I'm not entirely 100% anti-walking your dog, but I just want you to see it, Okay. Anyway, so that's it for this episode. Make sure you like and subscribe to the YouTube channel and subscribe to the uh, to the podcast. All right, I'll talk to you guys later.